Charlie. Charlie. Who's this? Oh, thank you. I just want to finish up here. You're trying to make us look bad, Charlie? What do you mean? Now, just what do you think I mean? Forget it. Come on, we're going to be late. examples of primitive art. Some of the pieces, the shields, for example, are hundreds of years old, but some were made as recently as 1950. Now the reason for this is that uh, some parts of Africa are still largely unexplored and therefore unspoiled land. Some of the natives in the interior have never seen a white man and they live and die without realizing the world extends beyond the limits of their jungle. Oh, uh, by the way, you know these natives speak over 500 different languages? However, uh, you ladies of the Art Appreciation Society will notice that their uh, art has a great unity. Each piece here has been carved for a specific purpose. Now, this one, uh, can you all see it? Now, this was made to frighten away the evil spirits. And uh, this one, as a protection against disease. Now, in my hand here, I have a pestle. See, that is a mortar. There, you see.
average person, a museum is a place of knowledge, a place of beauty and truth and wonder. Some people come to study, others to contemplate, others to look for the sheer joy of looking. Charlie Parks has his own reasons. He comes to the museum to get away from the world. It isn't really the 60 cent cafeteria meal that has drawn him here every day. It's the fact that here in these strange, cool halls, he can be alone for a little while, really and truly alone. Anyway, that's how it was before he got lost and wandered in to the Twilight Zone. Excuse me. Oh, yes, sir. I guess this may sound silly, but how do they manage that? How do they manage what? Uh, in there, in the glass case. Oh, <laughs> well, I couldn't say exactly. I know they use magnifying glasses, little tiny tools, single hair brushes, things like that. But mostly they keep at the job until they get things right. But how do they get the girl to move? Uh, transistors? How's that? The girl playing the piano. What well, stopped now? I don't think I... I'll show you. Uh, she was playing just a few seconds ago. It was uh, uh, something like this. Uh... Did you hear it? Now, look, mister. I don't like jokes. Not when I'm on duty, anyway. I'm not joking. Well, then you're hearing things. There isn't any sound mechanism in that piano. And the doll was carved out of wood, a single block of wood. Now who's joking? See for yourself. some kid with one of those pocket radios. They sneak him in once in a while. But I saw her move. At least I think I did. Well, you know better now, don't you? Yes, I know better now. Thank you. Uh, I'm sorry to have bothered you. No bother. You're feeling all right now, aren't you? Yes. Uh, just a little embarrassed. <laughs> well, is there anything I can do for you? Uh, no, I have to be getting back... Uh, well, thanks for your time. Don't mention it.
también. So now, Mr. Parks. I'm uh, sorry I'm late, sir. Well, I'm sure you have a good excuse. Well, no, sir, I don't. I just let the time slip by. I don't know how it happened. You know, Parks, this is the first sign of humanity you've shown in almost four years. I beg pardon? Well, up until now, you've come and gone like some kind of wind-up toy. You're never early, you're never late, you're always keeping to yourself. Don't you like us, Parks? Uh, well, I never thought about it, sir. Well, think about it now. Do you like your fellow workers? Well, I suppose so. You suppose so? Well, I never thought about it, sir. I don't dislike them. You know, I'm afraid, Mr. Parks, that isn't good enough. An office uh, is like a team, a platoon. Either it works together or it doesn't. Here it doesn't. And the reason is you. I knew you were a square peg when I hired you, but you were bright and, well, I thought we'd wear those edges off. We haven't. None of them. You're still a square peg. You understand me? Yes, sir, I think I do. I was going to use the excuse of your being late, but I can't. The fact is that... I'm letting you go because you just don't fit in. I understand, sir. Uh, Parks. Yes, sir. I know this isn't any of my business, but don't you think it's about time you gave up living with your mother? Well, she needs me. Why, is she ill? No, not actually ill. You see, my father died some time ago, and my sister's married, and, uh, well, she needs me. I see. Well, you're welcome to stay on a few weeks if... Uh, no, sir, that's very nice of you, but I'll manage. Thank you. Well, you can pick up your check tomorrow. Thank you. He had no right. He had every right, Mother. Hiring and firing people is his job. But why you? I told you he didn't think I fit in. What's that mean? It has something to do with being on the team. That's ridiculous. Well, what are you going to do? I'm going to phone that man and find out just why you're being persecuted. Mother, please don't. It won't do any good. Oh, Charlie, what's going to become of you? I've worked so hard trying to bring you up right. What have I done wrong? Have I been too strict? No, Mother. Such too lenient. Maybe that's it. Maybe if I'd let your father punish you the way he wanted to. It's all right, Mother. It's just a minor setback. Oh, you say that every time. Why can't you keep a job, son? Why do you always end up making everyone feel uncomfortable around you? I don't know. I suppose they blame me. Well, I'm not keeping you here. You're free to go. I know that, Mother. Nothing in the world would make me happier than to see you settle down with a nice girl, raise a family, and live a normal life. 
Please don't cry. I can't help it. I hate to see you hurt, son. I'm not hurt. Well, you should be getting fired. It would have killed your father. It would have killed him. I'll go to the employment bureau tomorrow. Where are you going? To my room. Charlie, will you please bring me my heart medicine, dear? Charlie, why were you late getting back to the office? I was detained. What's that supposed to mean? Nothing. I was detained, that's all. Charlie, do you feel all right? Yes, Mother. appreciate it, but I prefer to untie my own shoes. I'll bring you some cocoa.
Awake every night, tossing and turning. I tell you, I'm half dead from worry. He's sick, I know he is. Sounds to me like he's got himself a girl. Don't be silly. What's so silly about him? I mean, Charlie's a good-looking guy. A little peculiar, maybe, but... Uh... I only meant if he had a girl, he'd tell me. Isn't that right, Myra? Sure. And he hasn't told me, so it's not possible. Okay, okay. I'm not one of those mothers who try to keep their children with them all the time. Ask Myra. Pass the butter, please. Charlie, your breakfast is on the table getting cold. Sorry. Hey! Hiya, Charlie boy. Hello, buddy. How are you? Couldn't be better, buddy. Couldn't be better. Myra, you're looking good. Well, I wish I could say the same to you, Charlie. I haven't been sleeping too well. Because of what? The job? Yes, I suppose so. Been terribly hard on him walking around every day in the hot sun. Boy, that can get you down. Charlie. Yes? We've got a surprise for you. Tell him, bud. Well, it's like this, Charlie. I heard about them giving you the rouse. I, I mean, you know. And, uh, like, I know they had dispatch you pretty well over where I work. And I talked to him about you, and he said, uh, Oh, he said he'd give you the job. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? Charlie. It's very nice of you, buddy, really. Well, you've had experience in building, haven't you, Charlie? Yes. Well, then what? Well, I, I don't think I really want to travel that far. It's out of the city, isn't it? Oh, well, Buddy can pick you up and, and bring you home. Sure. Until you get your own car anyway. Charlie, for heaven's sake, don't just sit there. Buddy's offering you a job. I'm sorry. I appreciate it, really. Uh, but I'm afraid I can't. You got something better? Yes. Charlie. Charlie! Good morning. My mother says that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Have I told you about my mother? She's uh, very nice. Of course, she still treats me like a child. But you can't blame her because... I'm all she has. I suppose that's not very much. Of course, it isn't any of my business, but I really do think you should eat more than that for breakfast. Oh, you know, I have a sister about your age. Her name's Myra. She's nice, too. And her husband says she's very pretty. She's not as pretty as you are. I guess you're about the prettiest girl in the whole world. I don't mind saying that because I know you can't hear me. But I think I'd say it even if you could. Because... <clears throat> Hi. A little early today, aren't you? Yes. I guess you're...
think she must get a real kick out of some of these displays. Oh, yes, I... <laughs> this one here in particular. What do you see, mister? Oh, nothing. A man doesn't stand for four or five hours at a stretch looking at nothing. Well, I'm not breaking any rules, am I? No. Then, uh, leave me alone, please. All right. It's a new dress, isn't it? I haven't seen it before. Can I help you, miss? Oh, no. Thank you. <coughs> Charlie. Well, hello, Myro. What are you doing here? I was just passing by, and I saw you come in. That's nice. Buy me a cup of coffee? Well, the cafeterias are closed. Well, we could go somewhere else. All right. Thank you. Charlie, I want to be honest with you. I didn't just happen to, to see you. I followed you. Why? Because Mama asked me to. She's been worried about you, Charlie, and so have I. You haven't been yourself lately. No, I suppose I haven't. Do you go to that place every day? Yes. I thought it might be a good idea to improve my mind. That isn't why. No? No. I'm your sister, Charlie. I grew up with you, and I know you. And I love you. You go there because it gives you a chance to be alone. And you want to be alone because you're scared. Myra. Charlie, listen to me. This is important. You're over 30 years old. And you're living exactly the way you did when you were 14. Some of it's Mama's fault, but some of it's yours. And it's not natural, Charlie. It's sick. And you know it's sick, and that's why you're scared. 
probably right. Charlie, stop agreeing with me. You agree with me all, all the time. I could say you were a blue monkey and you'd agree. No. Look, Charlie, I don't know anything about uh, psychology or anything like that. But I think I know what's the matter with you. You need a girl. You're at that time of life. You know what I mean? Well, not exactly. Well, it's uh, a little difficult to explain. But you've never had a girl, have you, Charlie? Well, not actually. That's what I thought. Well, we are going to change all of that. How? I am going to introduce you to Harriet Gunderson. She's a girl who works in my office, and she's a real swell kid. You'll like her, Charlie, really. Myra. Oh, please, Charlie. Just this one time. Try for me, huh? And if you do, I promise you I'll never bother you again. All right. There's her address. You don't even have to phone. You can just uh, pick her up. About eight. Charlie? thinking about? Oh, nothing in particular. Boy, you sure are quiet. That means you're the dangerous type. You can't trust the quiet ones. You can trust me. Who says I want to? Well, I only meant to... No, you want to relax. Lean back. Take it easy. There. Isn't that nicer? Yes. Charlie. Hmm? Do you like me? Very much. Then why don't you show it? Well, how do you mean? Kissing me first. Well, we hardly even know each other. We just met this evening. We'll try anyway. Ouch! Oh, I'm sorry. Please, let me help you. Oh, forget it, Buster. Just forget it. And you tell your sister, you don't need a girl. You need a doctor. I needed a doctor just because I wouldn't kiss her. I 
know that must be hard for you to believe, but that's the way things are these days. Of course, I realize she was doing it as a favor to Myra, but even so... trying to harm her. What? He tried to kiss her last night, but she wouldn't let him. So he came back. Sure. Sure. The maid, the maid tried to stop him, but he hit her over the head with his cane. Then he went after the girl. She fainted and he carried her to the bedroom. I had to stop him. You can see that, can't you? Sure, sure. I can see that. I had to. I had to stop you. I had to. I had to. Now, Mr. Parks, I want you to understand that no one is saying you didn't see these things. There's no doubt that you did. But you must realize that you saw them only in your mind. They were real to you. They were. That's the way it is with hallucination. Ordinarily, the eye sees and transmits a picture to the brain. But sometimes that's reversed. In certain cases, the brain sees and transmits its message to the eye. Do you understand? No. They were real. In that case, others would have seen them too. Isn't that so? I don't know. It's logical, isn't it? I suppose so. But no one did see them. Now, how do you explain that? I don't know. Think about it for a moment. Well, Mr. Parks? I don't know why nobody else saw them. Maybe they weren't looking. You said that there were three figures in the display case. A young girl, her maid, and a man. That's right. Now, let's look at it logically for just a moment. According to the museum officials, there was only one figure, the girl. Where did the others come from? Well, the maid 
always came from the kitchen or the dining room. And that, that fellow... Yes. Where did he come from? Outside. Outside the case? No, outside the house. Mr. Parks, think about it. There was nothing outside that house but glass. And beyond that, other displays. Isn't that true? Yes, but he came in the front door. And they went out together once uh, to the opera or something. I, I don't know. Uh, and she never knew what kind of person he was, but I could have told her. You only had to look at him to see what kind of person he was. But she's so trusting and, and innocent and helpless. Not like other women? No, not at all. Have you seen her? Yes. Oh, well, is she all right? I, I've been worried sick. Would you like to see her? Yes. of wood in your hand, Mr. Parks. A beautifully carved piece of wood. Do you have to take her back? I'm afraid so. It is museum property. Now I want you to go back to your room and think about what I've said. Will you do that? And remember, what you saw is not the important thing. Our job is to find out why. Once we've accomplished that, you'll have no more hallucinations. step he started back on the road to mental health now 
Of course, he insisted it was real for a long time, as you know. But that is standard behavior in cases of hallucination. <laughs> that's, uh, that's an interesting habit you have, that... Uh... Why do you do it?
There's Harriet. You better tell Charlie to get ready. Hurry. Hi. Hi. You look great. Thanks. New dress? 20 bucks worth. <laughs> Hi, bud. Hiya, Harriet. <laughs> He's not there. They close at five every day except Tuesday. And this is Wednesday. something I imagined. Of course I knew better. But I pretended to believe them. Because if I hadn't have done that, I'd still be in the hospital. And I never would have seen you again. That would have been terrible. Because, uh, you see, I love you. I don't know how I can make you understand that. Maybe if I keep telling you, you will. I love you, Alice. I love you. I love you. So then we knocked, but he didn't answer. So I had Buddy knock down the door. I see. Now, how would you describe his behavior prior to his going in for the nap? Well, I, I don't know how to put it. It was as if he were so healthy that I was worried. It was like he didn't have a care in the world. 
So I thought, well, maybe he went to the museum. So I phoned. But they're closed tonight. So where could he be? Oh, he's there, all right. But I just told you they're closed. I expect he went in earlier and hid somewhere. Now, I was just wondering... if you would go along with us, Mr. Russell. Sure. It may not be necessary, but you never can quite tell. And, Mrs. Parks, you might be able to do some good if you're willing. Anything for poor Charlie. Good. Doctor, are you going to take him back there to the hospital? I think it might be wise, don't you? Give me the police department, please. Dr. Wallman says it happened because I needed a simple world I could understand. But your world isn't simple, is it? No world with people in it is. There's always loneliness and suffering and heartache. Look at you, crying because you're alone. Well, I've been alone all my life. Well, people have tried, my mother and my sister, they've tried very hard to understand, but they can't. You could. We could understand each other and help each other and love each other. found Charlie Parks because the guard didn't tell them what he saw in the glass case. He knew what they'd say, and he knew they'd be right, too. Because seeing is not always believing, especially if what you see happens to be an odd corner of the Twilight Zone. Some rather special ingredients to a bizarre brew served up next on the Twilight Zone an oddball printing press, an editor with a stringer from the lower regions, 
are just a few as we bring you Robert Sterling, Patricia Crowley, and special guest star Burgess Meredith in Charles Beaumont's Printer's Devil. Oh, God. What's the matter? Matter? Why did you quit? Finished. Why would a man with your talent want to work for a hick paper like the Kirk? Call it a challenge. 